welcome back to the Salted Caramel Podcast. As you know, we like to share faith stories, but we don't only just like to share them. We want to inspire you to actually share yours to your friends and family. So please be inspired by our episodes and learn that it's so easy that even you can do it. My name is David Cook. I'm the stewardship director here at Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And with me is the, I don't have an adjective, maybe very purple, Jody Curtis. Jody, who is our guest today? David, I'm delighted today to have our guest as Gina Nolf. Gina, thank you so much for joining us. And can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your involvement with Our Lady of Mount Carmel? Thank you for having me, Jody and David. Um, I have been a member for, I'm going to say 10 or 12 years. We came over from St. Maria Gretti, um, where we were members there for about the same amount of time. Um, We have five grown children. The last one is a senior in college. Um, We love Our Lady. We love everything about it. I love the priests. And I actually work in the rectory with the priests every day, which makes my life just a pure joy to be around. And my husband, Mike, and I have been married for 32 years, and he is also very active in the Catholic community. What What made you guys switch from SMG to Our Lady? Um, I'm just going to be honest here. We, <laughs> My second son was uh, a knight at St. Mary Grady, and the program was just getting started. And I'm not one of those people that go to mass somewhere other than where I'm registered. And one day I happened to go to Our Lady alone because I think Mike and Chaz were on a night's retreat. So I took the girls and we went to Our Lady about Carmel. And I was like, yes, this is what we should be getting from the pulpit. (laughs) (laughs) So we knew this as soon as Chaz graduated from college or from high school and was finished with the night's program that he, he and my husband were starting over there. Um, along with Father Brian and, and Deacon Miller, um, we decided to switch parishes. <laughs> Our kids had gone through there for the most part. Um, when the girls got older, they had decided to go to public school. And, um, you know, we just, I just liked what I saw at Our Lady, and I still do. I love it. Nice. Well, we're glad to have you. Thank you. <laughs> And Gina, do you remember a time in your life where you really became accountable to Jesus in your life? Sounds like you've been a Catholic for a long time, but maybe made a um, a conversion or looked at deeper meaning in your faith life. Yes, um, a long time ago, when after Mike and I got married, um, he was a very his whole family were devout Methodists, like never missed church were very active and he started going we were actually married in the methodist church and then um because i had kind of fallen away i guess i I didn't find a reason at that time in my life to be going to catholic church and he went to methodist church every week so i started going with him and um shortly after we were married he said i want to convert to catholicism and i want to raise our children catholic so wow He's, I always say those converts know more than the cradles and he, he knows way more than I do about Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, he's been um, just as devout Catholic as he ever was. And um, we got married, remarried in the Catholic church many years ago and um, raised all of our kids in the Catholic church and which 
was what he wanted to do. And then more recently, um, within the last 10 years, I could say I had another conversion that really brought me close to Christ and made me more accountable to him because Mike was getting very involved in the Curseal movement and he wanted me to be involved with him. And um, it's not the Curseal movement without going too much into detail is not like Christ Renews. Christ Renews is just getting to it's within your parish. It's exactly what it says. Curseal is the entire Catholic movement across the United States. And our, our movement here that we're part of is not only the Lafayette Diocese, it's the Indianapolis Archdiocese. So we get to know many priests. We get to know, um, you know, many people from across the entire state, from the two different dioceses, and um, really become stronger in our faith and in our Catholicism. They're all Catholic. Everybody is Catholic. So that was a second conversion that I had that really started making me accountable. I was like, okay, I understand why Christ is in my life. I understand I need to be, I need to be accountable to him. Well, do you remember, I like to rewind and kind of, you kind of glossed over it, but I wanted to see what happened. Do, do you remember specifically what led your husband, Mike, to want to convert to Catholicism? He'll love that I'm telling you this. His best friend, which was our first born together's, um, Godfather was a Catholic and his whole family were Pittsburgh Catholics and we're huge Pittsburgh people. And um, he started inviting Mike to the men's club at St. Jude on the South side of Indianapolis and being a, just getting to know a little bit about Catholicism and they drank beer and smoked cigars. Mike was all about it. <laughs> this and is what you so do. That's what I'm going to say. He was like, I was born to be a Catholic. What am I waiting for? <laughs> hey, it's, it's whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes to bring you closer to the Lord. <laughs> That's right. But they were a great group of guys and they were very religious. I mean, they just, they did that after their meetings, obviously, but um, they, they, that really had an impact on Mike and he loved everything about the Catholic church. I mean, Methodists and Catholics aren't that different except for uh, answering to different people, I guess. I mean, they don't, they don't answer to a Pope or they don't, they don't pray the rosary. They, they take communion on a daily basis if they want to, but it's not, it's just bread and wine, obviously, but he was familiar with all of the practices. They were just practiced differently. Nice. And Gina, what is your life like in Christ now? I am so at peace with, I mean, I love that I get to stand in the kitchen every day and, profess and confess to, to priests. I love that um, they can trust me enough to share things with me and um, just to be, to have a chapel in your workplace that you can go to every day. Mm-hmm. I just can't even tell you what that has done for my heart and my faith. It's, it's amazing. Even my husband will call me and I'll say, you know, blah, blah. And he'll say, Go sit in the chapel. I was like, oh. I think I will. Thank you. Oh, nice. that's nice. Uh, not to not to put you on the spot as some sort of expert or anything, but your your testimony included a lot of, uh, you know, Mike and how you kind of live out mission together. Do you, get, do you have any tips or tricks to how to live faith with your spouse? We really are on the same page. I mean, we're empty nesters now, and that makes it easier. I mean, we had five kids for a long time, so we understand. And all of our kids were, were 
five years apart for 18 years. So we, we wow. kept having kids for a long time. So we had a huge family because they were always coming around when you didn't have like five kids in five years. So that's hard to be a parent with that many kids, but also, you know, we used to pray for them before they went to school in the morning pray with them before they got too old to be smarter than us and thought that was silly. Um, but before he would leave for work, we would pray. And for, you know, a lot of years, we would do the same retreats together. So if I would go on a crushing news, he would go on a crushing news. If he served on the team for Curseal, I served on the team for Curseal. And that fire, if you will, stays alive. And we're all on the same page and connected in our hearts with Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Gina, the Lord has, has given each of us unique gifts to help his mission of spreading the gospel. What, what gift has the Lord given you to help you evangelize? Oh, the Lord gave me the gift of gab. I just <laughs> love to talk. And everyone who listens, you know, I, I can go to breakfast with a girlfriend of mine that's not Catholic and start talking and she ends up asking me questions about Catholicism. I mean, just evangelizing through conversation is what I do always to anybody. My husband will tell you, he'll drop me at the door to go in and get a table and I'll come in and be sitting at the bar talking to somebody. He was like, everywhere you go, Gina, everywhere you go. I was like, I know. I just make friends everywhere. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, I kind of want to rewind a little bit more. I'm so sorry. Uh, You kind of got cut off a little bit on Curcio. Um, what about it specifically really drew you closer to God? Like, yes, it's a, a part of the whole two dioceses, meet a lot of Catholics, but was it a massive prayer life change or, you know what I mean? It is. If, if I can just expound a little bit on Curcio, it's a classroom. It's not, you don't go and, you know, listen to everybody's testimonies. I mean, there are some testimonies, but most of the weekend are done based or the entire weekend is done on a four step. It's, it's like an easel. So day one is like in the classroom is step is, is this leg of the easel. Day two is this leg. Day three is this leg. And the fourth day is what it's called is your evangelization to Christ in the community and you go out and you spread the word. So it is a, it's a classroom atmosphere. Every day you're getting closer to God and closer to God. And the people who go through Curcio, they're already where they are, where they want to be in their friendship with Christ. And now they want to bring more friends to Christ. So it's just keeping that fire alive in your soul for eternity. And you pray with, you know, and the people that have done it, you pray with them and you group with them every single week and you study, you know, piety, study in action. That is how you're supposed to live your life through piety, study in action. And when you do that every day, the faith is there. Nice. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Glad I rewrote it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Gina, we love to say at Our Lady that we are grateful no matter what. What are you most grateful for this week? I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my family, for my grandchildren, um, and my children, obviously, who give me grandchildren. But um, 
family and health. Health has become so important. I mean, I could say two years ago, I don't think about health. Now I think about health every single day. Who do I know that's sick? You know, Father Richard just called and said, I'm going to the hospital. A young parishioner is sick. I'm going to go anoint them every single day. So I think and pray about health for everybody around me every single day. Nice. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. We like to, we like to say, how are you staying salty? Which is a weird phrase. We're trying to redeem it. It usually means how are you, you're sassy or salty or grumpy, but we're trying to make it sound like, how are you sharpening your sword? How are you staying a good disciple? So how are you staying salty this week? This week I am, um, saying daily prayers for that. I, I have a child that had COVID. All of my kids have been vaccine, vaccinated. I had a child last week that had it. And now I have a different one this week. The one last, well, she had it two weeks ago. She came to see her baby nephews that she hasn't seen in over a month and went home and tested positive. So those two daughter and daughter-in-laws who are both in the education system missed all that whole week of work. And now this week, my son, who is one of those, my daughter-in-law's husband, tested positive. So now she's having to be home another week. And she's a teacher. She's like, how is this? I mean, you know, it it would be easy to hate your child's teacher if they're never there, right? And she was on maternity leave for the first half of the year. So she is in a very difficult situation. So this week, my being salty is just keeping the devil out of my kids' houses and keeping them safe. And just, I, I try to go to the chapel in the rectory every single day and just sit and pray, even if it's for five minutes every day, I try to go in there. Nice, nice. Thank you for your your story so far, Gina. I think a good call to action is kind of just mirroring your, your testimony and living out marriage life well. Uh, but I wanna give a specific, uh, resolution for married couples out there is to attend the same retreat that your spouse is attending. Attend one together, attend a men's one, and you attend a woman's one, whatever it is, uh, attend a retreat together with your spouse sometime this year. That's that's your, your challenge. <laughs> I, I love it. And it will make all the difference. I love it. Amen. I love that too. Well said, David. Uh, Gina, thank you so much for joining us today. Would you like to end us in a prayer? I would. Prayer of calmness. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving God, please grant me peace of mind and calm my troubled heart. My soul is like a turbulent sea. I can't seem to find my balance, so I stumble and worry constantly. Give me the strength and clarity of mind to find my purpose and walk the path you've laid out for me. And to give peace to others who are struggling with these things. In your name, we pray. Name, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening to us today and stay salty.